Good morning, and this is the Tom Bigby Tales, a podcast. My name is Shannon Evans, and I am your host, and I write about a small town called Columbus in Northeast Mississippi. Today's episode is called Consultant Carpenter. I spoke online with the Columbus Redevelopment Authority slash city attorney slash Columbus Housing Authority attorney Jeff Turnage last night. He answered some of my questions regarding Burns Bottom based on the previous episode in which I discussed the uh, destruction of many of the build- historic buildings in Burns Bottom and its lack of historic designation as a district in our town. What he said is that the Burns Bottom will now be a mixed-use area, which will include some businesses, houses, and townhouses. And however, there will not be any low-income or subsidized housing in the development, as I had said. If they were to build any, according to Turnage, they would have to either pay back the, the city's monies or they would have to forfeit all the land that they have already accumulated. I am correct in that some of the land and uninhabitable abodes were taken by eminent domain. However, he feels due diligence was done to attempt to contact owners or heirs. Allegedly, some people were moved into new-to-them homes in East Columbus. Uh, I've not been able to confirm this at this time, and some were moved in other spaces of town as they so desired. But uh, I will continue to do some additional research to find where and what housing they were given. They are were allegedly put in homes that were completely paid for um, by the CRA and were also given a one home one year home warranty. Now, the monthly financials and any audits to this uh, community redevelopment uh, uh, authority. Are, are not maintained in the city or county records. They are purportedly maintained by the current president to the board of the CRA. It took a few emails to the city CFO to finally get an answer um, that the CRA maintains their own records and the city has no oversight over their records. Turnage told me where they are and I'll be reaching out for those soon. Finally, I have an answer to where those are maintained. This leads me to more questions about what was a major portion of that discussion, which was the destruction of the historic Burns home. But I will leave that for a future episode. But let's suffice it to say that turnage equates dilapidated with lack of historical value. But he is an attorney and I'm a public historian and we can agree to disagree or on that point. And we are neighbors. So Anyways, I do have another question for the CRA that I won't know the answer to until I do some more digging. It is nothing negative on the CRA's part. On the contrary, according to a quote on WCBI-TV, the CRA hired a consultant to to help them delist Burns Bottom from the National Historic Register as the structures were removed, as well as uh, they used this consultant during the Burns House plan destruction. That person was Nancy Carpenter. At that point, um, Carpenter, who also sat on the um, MDAH, the Mississippi Department of Archives and History's board that would vote on 
not making a landmark status for Mississippi and would advocate for the removal from the National Historic Register, um, also worked for the CVB as its director. And in she literally worked just up the hill and down the street from the Burns house. And she made her, she made her decision uh, based on what the developers had to say, not based on the actual survey conducted by the MDAH. Instead, she relied on photographs to vote for its demolition, even though she'd never stepped foot in the house. I find that very interesting. Anyways, that consultant role for uh, Carpenter was was that she was also hired, allegedly, to get the former Stephen D. Lee High School Mississippi landmark status. Landmark status would enable the CRA and any future buyer to qualify for grants and loans for restoration and repurposing of the buildings uh, on the Lehigh campus. The consultant and I'm going to say this again, Carpenter, is it's alleged at this point. However, I have seen two pieces of paperwork with her name on a form uh, related to these properties with underneath this, uh, the signature, it says historical consultant, and the signature is hers. Anyways, at this time, she was the full-time director of the CVB and the uh, Columbus Cultural Heritage Foundation, which we refer to as the foundation. She also sat on the MDAH board that she would then presumably be advocating for the landmark status of the Lee property and getting her other trustee board members uh, to vote to protect this piece of property. Amazingly, of course, the proposal passed with flying colors through the MDAH. The former white segregationist high school was unanimously designated a state historic landmark per a May 23, 2018 dispatch article. The designation gives a developer up to a 45% tax credit for historic preservation work, thus making the property more appealing to a potential buyer or developer. What is interesting to note is what is that Carpenter goes out of her way to say in that article that the more historic, formerly all-Black high school during segregation era had not been given landmark status. Why was the former all-white high school more significantly historic than the historically Black all um, historically Black segregationist high school? Well, easy. One had financially profitable possibility of a lucrative development contract, and the other sits in the middle of a historically all-Black neighborhood contaminated by Kermagee runoff and toxic soup. Carpenter, who still was a member of the MDAH board, let me remind you, I'm sure you're tired of me saying that, and who had lobbied for Lehigh's landmark status, was remarkably silent on Hunt High's landmark status, even though it, too, was in her community. Why? because she wasn't being paid a hefty consulting sum by Hunt High supporters, or was it like Burns Bottom and its historic buildings considered derelict? And, through the, and though the MDAH surveyor believed it salvageable, it was not worthy of Carpenter's efforts. Carpenter, in fact, made no effort to have it designated a landmark. Again, why? 
Burns Bottom, historically predominantly an African-American neighborhood like the area around Hunt High, which is sometimes referred to as Little Memphis, is run down or filled with more modest homes and a few what we would call vice dens. But that does not make these spaces less historically or culturally significant to the Black community. It appears that Carpenter does not regard Black history worthy of advocacy or preservation. Why would consultant CVB director Carpenter advocate for the MDAH's landmark status for the white segregationist school and not advocate as strongly for the former Black high school? This meant for this high school that they would have no tax breaks or grants for its preservation. Let's fast forward to February 23rd of 2019. The Hunt Buildings and the R.E. Hunt Museum and Cultural Center suffered heavy damages in a tornado. Hunt supporters had only recently lobbied MDAH for landmark status themselves. Public pressure helped. Finally, Hunt High had landmark status in a unanimous vote, allegedly. Now they could get the same tax breaks and grant eligibility offered Lee High preservationists. No thanks to Mrs. Carpenter. I guess the Hunt High folks should have hired consultant Carpenter and perhaps greased those MDH skids sooner. Thank you for joining me on my podcast, The Tom Bigby Tales. I hope you'll remember to like, subscribe, follow, and share. Until next time.